the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is taken from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the third chapter, beginning at verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So far, the text. Marathon races. Any of you ever run the marathon race? Okay, that helps. Marathon races over 26 miles. You imagine that? 26 miles. I remember hearing years ago that, and I don't know if it's still true, but that at about the 20-mile mark, you hit a spot that's called hitting the wall, meaning you get to a point where suddenly every cell in your body says, Stop. For heaven's sake, stop. This is ridiculous. Why am I going so far? Of course, for me, that wouldn't be 26 miles. It'd be about 26 yards I would stop. But they have to fight through that urge, don't they? Because they have a goal to cross that finish line. And so they need to press on, as the Apostle Paul says. Well, The Apostle Paul, like many in the Scripture, faced difficult moments that we could describe as hitting the wall, where he would want to stop. So, we think about, what did he go through? Let me read to you his own little diary of some of the things he experienced on his missionary journeys. From 2 Corinthians 11. You ready? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hand of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, Danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. In toil and hardship, 
through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And he doesn't even mention his thorn in the flesh. Can you imagine going through all that, all those walls? Could you and I have gone through all those walls and continued a missionary journey? I try to imagine myself. I'm afraid I'd say after the first beating, I'd probably say, Lord, (laughs) done. I tried, but I can't go on anymore. But Paul did. Time and time again. Hitting the wall, but kept going. Amazing faith. Amazing dedication. Amazing commitment. In spite of all that, He continued to believe and trust in a loving, caring, and merciful God. How could he keep going like that? I think there's at least four reasons. Number one, he says if we follow in Jesus' footsteps, and the footsteps of Jesus include suffering, guess what that's going to mean? Let me give you an obvious example. It snows outside. And you're walking to the car, and someone is in front of you, and you think, I'm going to walk in their footsteps so I don't have as much snow on my shoes. But the person in front of you steps in some doggy do. Well, guess what's going to happen? When you walk in their footsteps, that's right, you're going to get some doggy do on the bottom of your shoes as well. Well, if we're trying to walk in the footsteps of Christ, and some of those footsteps include suffering, guess what? Paul said, I'm going to have to suffer. But then he went beyond that. He said, not only do I expect it, I consider it an honor and a privilege to suffer a little for the one who suffered and died for me. What a statement of faith, wasn't that? Number two, he knew he wasn't alone. I'm sure he was told by the disciples the last words of Jesus, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And he was assured that the Holy Spirit on Pentecost was given to God's people, to his believers, to strengthen them and encourage them and guide them and help them in their service to the Lord. So he knew he wasn't alone. Thirdly, he had a purpose. He had a mission. Remember, he was on the road to Damascus to arrest Christians when suddenly Jesus appeared to him and knocked him off his horse and, of course, led him to see that Jesus was alive and was Lord. And then he gave instructions to Paul. I am appointing you to be my apostle to the Gentiles. I want you to go and proclaim my good news, my gospel, to the Gentiles. So Paul understood that He wasn't going out for some vacation trips. He was on a purpose and a mission from God. How could he possibly stop? And fourthly, it was worth it to him. Yes, Paul suffered a lot. He lost a lot of things. When he became a Christian, he lost his status and respect among the Jewish religious leaders. He lost his job, basically. 
lost his income, may have lost a number of his friends, maybe even some family members, I don't know, at times lost his health, lost his freedom. But you know what Paul would say? So what? Knowing Jesus is worth more than all of that combined. And then he went even farther. All of that stuff I lost, all of the physical stuff I have, I consider garbage. Human waste. That's what the Greek word really means. Garbage. Well, do you want to hold on to your garbage? No, easily toss it away. Paul says, that's what I consider all the loss I've had. Just throw it away. No big deal. Compared to knowing Jesus Christ as my Savior. Compared to knowing that he is going to give me the crown of life. That's everything. Everything. And that's why he kept going. Of course, if we're going to talk about someone who knocked down walls to keep going, we need to talk about Jesus. He faced a lot of walls during his ministry. Early in his ministry, his family wanted him to stop. We know that he was rejected and despised by most of the Jewish religious leaders. He was rejected by the political authorities. He was constantly hounded and tempted by the devil day in and day out to give up his mission. He was betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter, forsaken by the other disciples. A lot of walls. But the greatest of all was yet to come. The cross. There Jesus would suffer unimaginable emotional, physical, and spiritual pain when he suffers and dies for the sins of the world. Anywhere along that line, during his torture, during the crucifixion, Jesus could have said, hey, wait a minute, I'm done. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. I'm giving up. No, that's not Jesus, was it? He encountered that final, ultimate wall, and he bolstered right through it. Because he said, not my will, but thine be done. Why would Jesus even go through this ultimate wall of the cross? Because he had a very specific mission and purpose. The greatest mission and purpose in all human history. Namely, to save and redeem the world. To offer pardon and forgiveness for any and all who would believe in him. You see, he had a prize waiting him. Not his salvation. He didn't need saving, did he? He he was the perfect son of God. No, the ultimate prize was our salvation. The ultimate prize for Jesus was he wanted you and I and countless others to be with him in heaven forever. You are his prize. You mean that much to him that he was willing to knock down that wall of the cross and endure all that suffering and pain and death for your redemption. He had a mission and a purpose. 
to save you and me and countless others. Well, our life in Christ is a marathon. There are going to be many times of joy and gladness and celebration in our life. But reality tells us there's also going to be times of difficulty and challenge. Times when we are going to hit the wall, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Because after all, we are in a daily struggle against the devil, against the sinful world, against our own human flesh. And on top of that, we have to encounter problems of just living in this world, health problems. Financial problems, relationship problems, health problems, all kinds of things that go with living in this world. We are going to encounter a lot of walls along the way. And there are going to be times when our faith, our mind, our body, and our spirit are going to say, that's it, that's enough, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with trying to be a Christian when I'm having all of these problems in my life. I'm done loving and serving a God who says he loves me, and yet I'm going through all these problems in my life. I'm done going to church and praying and reading the Bible. For what? It's not helping me any. Why should I continue to trust in a God who says he's merciful and kind, and I'm hitting all these walls? I give up. I give up on God, I give up on my faith, I'm done. Oh, how easily we can be tempted to feel that way when we encounter the walls in our marathon. That's why we too need to listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in our text. Same four things. First of all, expect to suffer. Why do you get surprised that you're going to hit walls in your life. Jesus told us it's going to happen. And remember, you're a marked person. There is an X on your back that the devil has put there. Do you honestly think the devil's going to look at you and say, you know, you're such a nice person. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to go bother some other people, but I'm going to leave you alone. No way. You are a marked man, a marked woman. By the devil. You are his target to throw everything in your path to try to get you to give up on God and give up on your faith. So, why are we shocked when we encounter suffering and problems and difficulties? Now, does that mean we like them? Of course not. Do you think Paul liked to be beaten? Do you think Paul liked to be shipwrecked? And all those things we heard? Of course not. No one does. We don't. But we have to expect them. And is our faith strong enough to say, maybe this is my badge of honor. Maybe this is my privilege to suffer a little for the Lord who suffered everything for me. And secondly, remember, you're not alone. That same Jesus who is alive and risen is alive and risen with you. The same Holy Spirit he gave to his disciples he has given to you in your baptism. You are not alone. 
And besides, he has given you family. He has given you a congregational family to help and support and encourage you. You are not alone. Thirdly, you have a mission. God didn't put you here just to use up oxygen. He has put you in this time, in this place, in your situation in life to be his witness, to serve him. You have a mission and a purpose. Fulfill it. And lastly, it is so worth it. Would you trade everything you have for a place in heaven? Well, you shouldn't have to think very long. You say, yeah, I'll I'll trade everything I have for a place in heaven. Of course, by the way, you're going to give it all up when you die anyway. You would trade everything you have for a place in heaven. Why? Because knowing Jesus as our Savior and being with him in heaven is everything. Everything. All the rest... It's nice, but really not necessary. It is God's greatest gift and treasure to you. A gift and treasure we do not have to buy, we do not have to earn. It's a gift. We don't have to trade everything we have for it. We don't have to live a perfect life because we can't. It is God's gift to us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is so worth it to follow Christ. So how's your marathon going? Now, there is a big difference. The marathon race, we know exactly how far that is, 26 miles and X number of yards. We don't know how long our marathon race is. When I was back in my 20s, I never imagined I'd be alive at my age. I thought, that's so old? I'll never live to be that old. Well, here I am. I don't know how long my marathon is. And guess what? You don't either. Our marathon could end tomorrow. Or next day, next week, next month, next year. We don't know. And in between now and the end of our marathon, there's going to be more walls we're going to encounter. So what do we do? Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Don't give up. Do not look down. That's a recipe for a pity party. No, don't look down. Look up and see the love and kindness and guidance of your risen Lord with you. And lastly, when you encounter these walls, I want you to use your imagination. I want you to look ahead and imagine the finish line. Don't know how far that is. Imagine the finish line. Because guess who's standing at the finish line? It's Jesus Christ. He's got his arms wide open. And he's encouraging us. Keep going. Keep going. Come unto me. All you who are labor and heavy laden, I'm going to give you rest. A time of rest is coming. Keep going. Fall into my arms, and I will give you the crown of life. It is so worth it. It is so worth it. Amen and amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. 
Oh, Lord Jesus, we are weak human beings. When we encounter walls in our lives, we are sometimes tempted to give up. Be our source of strength, our source of hope, our source of inspiration. Help us to see that suffering, while we don't like it, is part of the Christian life. Help us to see that we're not alone, that you are always with us, that we have a mission and purpose, and above all, remind us of the great gift and treasure you have given us, the gift of eternal life, spending eternity in heaven with you, is worth more than everything. Give us that hope and give us that strong faith. In your name we pray. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.